Hey, it's James from Royal Credit Union's Money Donuts podcast. We're talking about a word that scares a lot of people. It's fraud. This individual, they were bombarding that phone so much that the person got a new phone number. There was a note, a sticky note on the outside of their door saying, what is your new phone number? What? So they hired, the scammer hired someone on Craigslist to place that note there. Listen to Money Donuts on your favorite podcast platform or watch full videos at rcu.org podcast. We help Minnesotify wild defenseman Jacob Middleton in this week's episode with trivia tips and much, much more. Plus, we should probably talk about Calder runner-up but current Hart Trophy leading candidate Jason Robertson. As always, we were created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Greenbelt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 4, Episode 153. Get geared up for the hockey season with SodaStick.com. They've got all your favorite player tees, from Marc-Andre Fleury to Matt Zuccarello to Ryan Hartman giving you the bird. SodaStick.com has you covered. Not only in just in hockey, though. You got Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Timberwolves, whatever your Minnesota sports team is, SodaStick has you covered with the best gear available. Don't forget to toss down Bardown Beauties at checkout for 15% off at SodaStick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart, Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Claremont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? Bardown Beauties, episode 153. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, also doing a slew of other things hockey and sports related while eating Taco Bell. You love to see it. She's cursed and crawl. You can find her on the big screen at Minnesota wild home games. Uh, Kirsten, how are we feeling today? How's the voice more importantly? You know, the voice um, we're, we're taking it day by day. Uh, it was better lost it at the wild game during the game. While I was on the video board with a couple contestants during a game, it completely went out. It sounded <laughs> awful. And so then the, the director, he goes, um, can we, is Joe around? Kirsten has about three more reads coming up and we're going to just give them to Joe. <laughs> she has lost her voice. So scene. not great. Uh, last night started going out again. This is getting a lot longer than I anticipated of an explanation, but regardless, uh, it's, it comes and goes. I think you're entitled to workers' compensation. You should talk to somebody about that. Yeah, I should look into that. Yeah. Voice strain. It's true. I mean, it's a hazard of the job. We all have it. Sometimes my fingers hurt. Can't explain it. It's just what it is. My feet always hurt. I need to wear better shoes while running to the press box. But, you know, sometimes some things you never learn. We are recording this on a Friday because we didn't know when else to record it because the Wild never stopped playing anymore. You're just at that part of the season. So we uh, the Minnesota still has two games coming up. Anaheim on Saturday, Dallas on Sunday. Speaking of Dallas, I'm not going to focus, obviously, on the Dallas game because we don't know what's going to happen. Kirsten doesn't have her tarot cards anymore. She's not going to be able to predict that Thank right God, now. God, by the way. <laughs> Those were freaky. I didn't mean for it to go on as long as I was it trying did. to think of, like, if your tarot card that I would have agreed predicted a loss for the Wild, if there was any way to read that differently as to see, like, 
them winning, but I don't, I don't see it. I didn't see it. I, I was confused. I didn't know how to read that card. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's done. And I'm really happy because that <laughs> took us down a very strange road. Well, I want to talk about the Dallas Stars, which I know everybody hates to talk about, but we need to talk about Jason Robertson, you guys. If you recall, Jason Robertson was second behind Kirill for the 2021 Calder Trophy winner. Uh, he had 689 votes to Capri Sof's 997. Um, and for a while, it looked like he was going to be there. He is an assist machine, but he is a freak. He is an absolute freak this year. I, there's no better way to say it. And Kirill, Kirill right now, again, recording this before with two more games to go, is on a 10-game point streak, which is fantastic. He set a franchise, franchise record. record. No, not for the point streak, for the assist streak. He has a oh, franchise record mind. for the assist streak. Nine you game. myself passing Jim Dowd. Um, so that's good. And he's playing well and he's leading the team. And I use the same exact lead for two stories in a row now because he's had three points in his past two games. Jason Robertson is on a 17 game point streak. He will get one more game when Minnesota visits Dallas on Sunday. He has 80 goals and 164 points in 152 games with a plus 43. Um, and he's a legitimate heart trophy contender. I think he's 23 years old. Um, did Kirill Kaprizov win it as cleanly and outright as he, as you know, actually did in, in 2021? Again, rookie seasons are very, very different. And I'm not taking anything away from our dear and beloved 97, who I saw in his car as we were leaving the rink today. Like I glanced over from my car. We were in like a turn lane and I saw him and I was like, and then he looked at me. And he waved and I waved back and I was like, does he think I'm a fan or does he actually recognize me? So TBD, but, uh, and Jesse, you're famous. That's famous. your claim to fame. <laughs> I was at a stoplight with Kirill Kaprizov and he waved at me. I mean, I literally sat next to him in between him and his interpreter at last night's post game. So, I mean, he, I'm always right there. He, like, no way you can disguise this face. You're for those watching on YouTube, congrats. You get to see that. Uh, no, I mean, do you think this changes anything as to Kirill Kaprizov's prowess at all? Does it matter? What are what are we thinking, Kirsten? Um, well, to backtrack a little bit, when Kirill won the Calder and Jason Robertson was, honestly, he was giving Kirill a little bit of a run for his money, but I think at the time, there was no question about it. Kirill deserved to win the Calder. Nothing's going to take away from that. But as of right now, Looking at how Jason Robertson's doing this year, he's got the edge. I mean, look at the numbers. There's no denying that he's arguably made uh, statistically speaking. He's made more of a splash for mm -hmm. sure. Um, He's he's a good player. There was never a doubt about it, even coming from that rookie season. But I think now he's really making the case that he's legit. So, yeah, I mean, he has more goals than Connor McDavid five on five. He helps the Dallas Stars win 58 percent of their games when he's on the ice. Um, I mean, just a really, really good player. And I do, excuse me, I hate comparisons generally. Like even when, you know, McDavid versus Kaprizov, McDavid versus Crosby. Like, I think every player is their own player and they're all so good. What's wrong with having six different players? Why do they all have to be Gretzky's, right? Like they don't all have to be Gretzky's and, you know, they can all be Kirill's and whatever. But I just... I'm super excited to see Sunday's game. And again, I hate that we can't talk about that with you guys in this week's episode. Um, but I think you're absolutely right, Carson. I don't think it changes anything necessarily about Kirill. It just means you have one more electric player in the National Hockey League, I suppose, to watch. I just think it's funny that, you know, there was such that 
you're right, probably not heavily contested battle between him and Kaprizov for the Calder, but it was definitely those two were the ones in discussion. My goaltender, Igor Shosturkin, was fifth in that Calder voting, by the way, and he's still doing, he was doing okay. I think the Rangers are kind of on a little down downward spiral, oh, maybe. Really? You, you think so? I believe so. How are the Preds doing? Oh, well, quite a have they been playing at Bridgestone? Yes, they have. After that um, main water main break, yeah, and they yeah. didn't get to play like two or three games. Those got postponed. They're back. Um, they actually won in overtime last night. Forced it one. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it does matter, but whatever. I was going to say, too, another point to make about Jason Robertson and Kirill Kaprizov. I think there was arguably this season, too, a lot more pressure on Kirill Kaprizov. And I think maybe he felt that because – he was the only one as the first half, not first half of the season, but the first half of what we've played up to this point, all the pressure was on him to generate offense, be that goal scorer for the team because no one else was. You look at the cast around Jason Robertson. I think there was a little bit less pressure there. Like he what the expectations I think were just different. The cast around him, I think there were different scenarios. But I mean, yeah, Jason Robertson, he's been killing it. And also another shout out, Mitch Marner, what 17 game point streak for him I as well. Love Mitch Marner. You know what you're going to appreciate? Did you see what he wrote on his stick? No, he wrote Z for his dog, who I believe is named Zeke or Zeus. And he said it was a door. I, I just love Miss Marner. I can't explain it. Like I would put him above Austin Matthews in my book of additions to the wild. And he said it's because. He doesn't care. He's like, I'm a dog dad. I don't have any kids. And he doesn't care about how many points I got that day. He just loves me and he just wants to play with me. And he was like so genuine about it. It was like, I like actually I'm going to cry. <laughs> that was, was so cute. I love was... Mitch Marner. Just hearing that start the fan club. I'll be president of that fan. No, club. I've been president for the past like four years. You already you called dibs on the Ryan Reeves fan club. Being that's for here. That. That's that's have my t- I have one them. in each city. That's not yeah, fair. Let me have one. No. <laughs> Gotta be quicker Fine. than that. Fine, whatever. I'll go back to my stopwatch. Whatever. <laughs> deal. Whatever. It's fine. Oh, deal. You know, kind of, it was going to be a good transition until that segue there. But um, you talked about Kirill Kaprizov needing to be the guy. We're starting to see that secondary scoring click. You know, again, Going to the Edmonton game, you got Jewel Erickson Eck, who is on his own little bit of a heater. Matt Boldy getting back in the midst. Zuccarello, um, Sam Steele, Freddie Goudreau. I mean, is this a turn of thing? Good things to come, do you think? Because again, as we've discussed, the Wild dug themselves in a little bit of a hole, and they are at the point in the season where you need to. You're playing catch up. You will have to play catch up to the Winnipeg's and obviously to the Colorados and the St. Louis's. Even I mean you have to get these points and that is not going to come from having just one single goal scorer. You need everybody collectively doing it. And I think Minnesota's kind of finally started to turn that corner to get there, Kirsten. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say a lot of offensive concerns that we have talked about endlessly on this podcast the last few weeks. I think I am a lot less concerned now. I think guys on the team are finding their, more of their roles. They're gaining more confidence, getting more comfortable. And I think even just having more trust in each other on the ice. Um, and uh, there's not like the juggling of the lines that we had saw. So like, every single game, it seemed something was getting really changed up. So I think the chemistry altogether has allowed all of the forwards to just gel a little bit more. And we're seeing the results of it now. Like you mentioned, I mean, 
five different goal scores just in last night's game against the Edmonton Oilers. So I think things I say, hope, hopefully, and that nothing else breaks on this little ride we're on. Um, I, I think it's moving in the right direction. We won't dive too much into the number one center, but Sam Steele seems to look like he seized that opportunity, which is fantastic. Again, not just showing up in the points, but he just seems to kind of fit there seamlessly with Zuccarello and Kaprizov. But what I love is post-game Dean Evson. He was like, you don't think that because uh, Michael Russo of The Athletic had asked Dean, you know, you had tried everybody else there. Sam was kind of your last shot at seeing if that would work. And Dean goes, you don't think it was an intelligent decision? You think we just went through the Rolodex and then he looks at our good friend, Dane Mizutani of the Pioneer Press and goes, you probably don't even know what a Rolodex is, do you? <laughs> like, it's so oh, good. My. yeah. I Dane love a sassy hard post game yesterday. It was iconic. His FaceTime went off while interviewing Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, it was. It's fine. You know, I hope the only only acceptable thing for that could be if it was something to do with Taylor Swift tickets. So, oh, valid point. Valid yeah. point. Uh, I'll, I would give him a pass for that. That's very understandable. Understandable. Mark Andre Fleury can wait for Taylor Swift tickets. I mean, I'm surprised Mark Andre Fleury didn't just answer and be like, "Hi, how are you?" Like, that's just kind of the dude he is. So he's a good, good human. Can you imagine getting a Facetime like you call somebody, then all of a sudden Mark Andre Fleury answers? My best friend is the only one that ever Facetimes me. Like, that's our thing. We she lives in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, and she wouldn't have any idea who it was. She hates sports, like hates hot. Like she would have no clue at all. She would be like, hi. And like, you give the phone to Jesse. <laughs> yes. Like she would. So like, I don't, and actually most of my friends, none of them are really like, I've got so, a small group of guy friends, I guess, but the rest of like my broader friends don't love sports, which is why I probably love them. Like they don't think I'm that cool, which is great. Cause I'm not, um, Anyway, that's going to do it for our first segment. Speaking of cool people, we have Jacob Middleton joining us uh, in our next segment. So stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Joining us now, the man, the myth, the muzzy, Jacob Middleton. Jake, how are you, buddy? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I mean, that mustache came back just as full as it did before you shaved it off at the beginning of this month. I thought you would, you thought that it wasn't going to be as thick, but I think it's still as lavish and lush as it was. It did. It took 10 days or so before I started feeling confident in it again, but uh, I'm glad it was, uh, it's back to normal now. Okay. I just got to say it literally looked like that thing grew back overnight. Like you shaved it off. We saw the clean shaved (laughs) pictures and then literally the next day it looked like it was completely back to normal. It it grows back pretty quick. It's tough though, because I hate shaving. So to make it look like a mustache, I had to keep my cheeks and chin every day, tried to trim that up (laughs) just so you could see the, the progress in the mustache, but it's nice to have it back for sure. It's nice to get your identity back. I mean, that's part of your identity, right? Yeah, no, I feel like me again. It was, I felt a little naked for a couple of days there at the beginning of November. You had mentioned it's cold too on that upper lip. It was cold. Yeah. Uh, While we're on this subject. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but while we're on this subject, how old were you? Like when it first grew in and then you decided like, I like this, I'm going to keep it. Super, super young. It started with, um, I was at a spring hockey tournament at a very young age, 12, I want to say. And I had a, uh, I was getting all the Pedro comments from Napoleon Dynamite. So I got home and used my dad's electric razor to shave it off. But then when I was 
I, I'd have to look back, but I think 17, 18, 19, I had one uh, a mustache in all those junior seasons as well. So I tried the beard um, for a few years in pro, but that was a lot of upkeep um, <laughs> with the, the oils and taming it. So I just went back to the mustache three years ago and kept it ever since. Did you get tips? I mean, for the beard, was Joe Thornton on you about it at all? Like yeah, Jumbo you... and Bernsey, mm-hmm. they had all the oils yeah. and that um, helping out. And that was the thing. It was the upkeep was very, it was a lot. Um, yeah, it was a lot. I'm sure it was like women's hair. I would, I would imagine there's a lot of upkeep and that was what a beard felt like to me. So I just went back to the, to the mustache. Speaking of the warm weather in San Jose, we are blessed with classic Minnesota weather today. Do you have your snow legs under you? I mean, you're from Canada, so you're not like immune to, to the snow, but how is uh, the snow situation treating you after so many years in the California sun. Yeah, not bad. It was a little, what was the first snowfall? Two, three weeks ago where we got hit there yeah. for a couple of days. That was yeah. my first time driving in the snow again. And yeah. I did not have a lot of confidence um, leaving the driveway for the first time, but it <laughs> stayed for a few days. And then the second snowfall we got this morning, uh, super confident again, driving. Nice. So um, I think I'm getting used to it again. There you go. What's your go-to? Do you have a go-to outdoor snow activity that you like? That's not chores, like not shoveling, obviously, but like snowman building, angels, snowball fights. What do you think? No, I don't at all. <laughs> uh, it's I strictly go out there to walk the dog and I try to get back in and out as quick as I can. <laughs> yeah, a little soft then, Midzy. A little soft. Yeah, a little soft. I Californicated, as my wife would say. It's, that's uh, that's yeah. Fair. I'll get used to it again, though. I'll get back to it. I do got to <laughs> invest in some boots and a, and a big jacket, though, because it gets real cold here. And this is my number one tip choppers. Have you heard of choppers? Are you familiar no. with these? Oh, no. I think they're like a Minnesota thing. I don't know, but they are like these nice leather gloves that are very warmly insulated, but you can do so much with them too. Okay. Even as mittens, um, they're great. And then they make loud clapping noises, but every Minnesota has a pair because you can also use them to chop the ice on your windshield. I mean, you know, we've, uh, we've adapted to this lifestyle. So uh, wait, do I got to go to Shields to get these or something? Is that where probably, yeah. I mean, they're not sponsoring us, but I'll give them a shout out anyway, but Shields, if you want to sponsor us, he'll go get his choppers over at your place. But yeah, Sounds you can get them. Jesse, I've lived here my whole life. I have never even heard of those before. This is my first time hearing about them. It's a problem. She also hadn't seen Mighty Ducks, Jake, and she's from Minnesota. Yeah, but you were upset that I was a D2 fan. Yeah, I yes, I, I second did. that notion. <laughs> You're not, you don't like that either. That was my least favorite. I was very much like the OG movie. That one was my favorite. I sat down one whole night, watched all three of them in one sitting See, at the I age was, of 25. Die hard D, D2. I love that one. What was it? Was it the Bash Brothers? What was it about D2 that you were just like, this is my jam? I don't know what it was. I just, that one hit home and I had nothing to do with USA hockey at the time, but I <laughs> thought it would be very cool to be a part of something like that. I think that's hilarious. It hit home. Yeah. And I'm not even anything affiliated with USA hockey. <laughs> Playing against Team Jamaica or Trinidad and Tobago, that just it seemed like such a cool time. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but then you got to go against Iceland, you know? Gunnar Stahl. Gunnar Stahl. Did yeah. you know? I feel There's like no this way is- he was young enough to play in the Goodwill Games at that age either. <laughs> he was older. We need a birth certificate check on that one. I like, it. did you know that Gunnar Stahl is the uh, varsity goalie in Mighty Ducks 3. But it's not Gunnar Stahl. But my theory is that he went into hiding, had to get a whole new identity because Iceland, you know, was after him because he right. lost the game, right? Right. So true story, it's the same actor. And I finally picked that up. I was like, that is Gunnar Stahl in <laughs> I did Amazing. not know that. 
learn something new every day. Let's talk a little hockey, I guess, like real Minnesota hockey. We mentioned you got your identity back with the mustache. This is going to be a fantastic transition for me. Team identity. I want to talk about what the Minnesota Wild has been so far this year. I mean, you looked at what the team accomplished last year, franchise best regular season, still kind of the same old story coming that first round of the playoffs. But what do you think the team identity is this year? Because last year, I think the storyline was high offense, high octane, fast, fast, fast. And this year, it looks like it might be just a tighter defensive team that it's going to take to win some games. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you you touched on it well there. We are tighter defensively, absolutely. But I think in these past three, four games, we've seen that we are playing that high, fast paced game again and, and generating some scoring options, which is always fun um, to watch and be a part of. But uh, no, it's just more of a team team thing that you know, last year we had guys who with career years, you could kind of count on them to put the team on their back late in the game. And whereas now it's all 20 guys that are playing really got to buy in and do it together. But it's still exciting. And I think uh, we're, we're really coming around into it now. Yeah, I would agree. You know, you see a lot of younger guys having to step up too. I mean, we've talked at length about the salary cap restraints, right? But young guys have really come in. We met Boldy in his second year. You've seen Sam Steele get a bigger opportunity. Kalen Addison, tell me what your thoughts and impressions are on some of those young bucks uh, making their way on uh, onto the roster permanently this year. Yeah, no, pretty, pretty special. I remember talking to Billy after training camp and I just said, you guys have some of the best prospects. This was my 10th training camp I would have done and it was some of the best prospects I'd seen in in a long time um so you know there's a lot of guys a lot of depth in this organization you're seeing guys do it whether it's the Boldies and Addisons who are putting up points or the guys like uh, Connor Dewar and Mason Shaw who have uh found a role playing in the bottom six and doing penalty kill and they're excelling at that so no it's an exciting time they're going to be a good here for the foreseeable future in my opinion did you and know Kalen Addison was known as the mustache before you made your appearance here? People could not get enough of that little caterpillar. <laughs> I did not know that. No, but I, uh, it is a very little caterpillar. Like you said, <laughs> I think people are think still of. upset. He shaved his head. He got the yeah. buzz cut. So someone's right, gotta, gotta bring the flow him. back uh, to the team. I didn't meet him and I didn't meet him when he had the long hair. I did see a video clip the other day of him and Mason Shaw running into each other behind the net. It was on Instagram in Iowa last year. And I saw he had the long hair then, but that's the only time I've seen him with long hair. It's a, it's a look. Let me tell you, it is a look. Kalen has joined us a couple of times and that's all we talk about pretty much is just the look that he's achieved and (laughs) and whatnot. Cause it's way more fun that way. Um, You know, going back to your own playing career, I noticed that you were able to play with your brother in the Mm -hmm. AHL. How cool of an experience was that? And, And what was that like? Are you the better brother, obviously? I would like to think so, but he's on a bit of a heater right now with uh, Colorado in the American League. He's got 10 or 11 points in 15 games, and I think he's fought four or five tough guys down there already. So he's <laughs> he's making quite the name for himself right now. But no, that was really cool. You know, he was, uh, we're two years apart, so we were never, I had the opportunity to do that growing up. And then in junior, he was drafted to a different team, and I think I only played him three times in junior. Mm-hmm. Um but then for him to come to San Jose and pro, I think for my parents, it was very cool. Um, yeah. Especially with, they only had to watch one hockey game. Now, you know, <laughs> we were both playing and they weren't, uh, wasn't two different time zones and trying to, trying to set up a schedule to watch both hockey games. But yeah. you know, it was, it was really cool experience. to get to play with my brother. And one Middleton Jersey then too. 
I think right? they did too. I think they had two. I suppose yeah, numbers. Yeah. yeah, numbers just for the sake of it. I, I was going to say, did, did, did uh, they cut it in half? My uncle, I believe, did a half jersey with our junior jerseys. <laughs> I believe. Don't quote me on it. I won't. We'll leave it off, off the record, but possibly <laughs> happened. Yeah. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Those are always How- the best though. I know. How did you come up with your number? Is there a cool story behind that? I always love finding out. Or is it just, that was the number you were given? Yeah, no, that was the first one Tony listed off on the trade call. And I said, <laughs> that'll work. So I like it now, though. I get some Midstrom uh, references like Nick Lidstrom. They call me Jacob Midstrom now. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate those references. No, I mean, same player, right? Exact same career path, yeah, basically. More or less, close. Yeah. Yeah. Give or that's... Take, yeah. <laughs> Who was your favorite player growing up or who did you really try to emulate your style after before creating kind of maybe your own hybrid? I mean, there was no, uh, growing up in Alberta, I loved Sheldon Surrey when he played for Edmonton. And then Chris Pronger was always a guy I loved. And then Nick Lidstrom too, that was, uh, we grew, moved to Southern Ontario and tickets to go to a Detroit Red Wings game were a lot cheaper than <laughs> going to a Leafs game. So we got to watch a lot of Nick Lidstrom and those guys play. So he was, he was fun to watch too. Uh, I hear that a lot thing to ask you about too. I'm going to cut Jesse off now. Um, another quick thing. I think the, the popular thing when you first came here to Minnesota, Bill Guerin, I think kind of threw you under the bus a little bit, said you showed up with three t-shirts. How many are you at now? It was 10 t-shirts. I have five t-shirts. black and five white. Uh, I have more now, and that's only because my wife took me yesterday to Jackson Gray. Uh, she's like, you need to get some clothes. So we stopped in at that Jackson Gray downtown, and I had a, a try-on haul, just like in D2 when they go to Rodeo Drive. It was something like that. <laughs> just always bringing it back. I like <laughs> it. it always comes back around. Are they more than black and white shirts now? Did you get some color variety? No. Well, they're pretty neutral colors still, but I got like a blue one and uh, kind of a maroon one, but they're long sleeve shirts. So they're not the t-shirts. Oh, I did get two black and white t-shirts while I was there. So <laughs> I'm not changing too much on the t-shirts. He's ready for the Minnesota winner. Mm-hmm. There you go. Who is the best speaking of style? I always love asking this question in your opinion, who's the best dressed on the squad and who is the worst dressed on the team? Uh, Gee, Dumbs has really nice style. He wears all the like name brand designer stuff, which I don't know. I'm not very well versed in, in that type of thing. Um, <laughs> I know he's, he likes that kind of shit uh, stuff. You can and swear then, on this uh, one. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the worst dressed, I like Joel Erickson act to me. I don't like, <laughs> I don't think he's very well dressed personally, but I, I can see to that. Say, like he looks put together. It's just like, I, don't, I wouldn't want to wear stuff like that. So. <laughs> the European style kind of thing, maybe? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I, and I could just see him kind of being like, I don't care. Yeah, no, like, and I- he's not. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> care. So it's not it's nothing against him. It's just like, I wouldn't personally want to wear some of the stuff he wears. We're not going to see him in GQ anytime soon. No, no, no. Especially with hair like that, you won't see him in GQ. <laughs> Valid point. Valid point. <laughs> I, I love the shade here. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's what we do. Who is the best chirper on the team? Cause I've heard a couple and I know all of you have your rounds, have your ability. I know I heard uh, Reeves and flurry going at it the other day after practice, after Revo won the, uh, the shootout yeah. on him. Um, who is the best chirper on the team or even the best chirper you've heard in the league? In the like, so playing against Revo, he was tough to, <laughs> he was chirp and I'm like, I'm terrible at it. Like I couldn't, <laughs> 
say I have nothing to say back to guys when they chirp me like that. So I just take it on the chin and, and skate back to the bench. But Revo was really good. But Hartsey, I think, is uh, is a really good one. He I hated playing against him when we were on opposite teams. He was mouthy and he had those little stick antics and that. And he was just a he's kind of that old school player. And he he's his chirps not gutless, but they hit home. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I, and I'm sure he does it with a very straight face too. Just oh, yeah. like, de- like oh, yeah. just cuts yeah. you yeah. deep. No, like, like he means it. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> means it when he says it. <laughs> oh, Kirsten's actually a pretty good chirper. She got me good with a couple. We did a video at the beginning of the year and she got me clean. Very well done. Just I wow. was very, very nervous to share those. Um, I put a lot <laughs> of thought into them. I was scared I was going to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I love it. Bring it on. It's way more fun. Uh, since you are a proud Minnesotan now, Jake, I know you and I talked about it at the beauty league. Um, how many Minnesota lakes can you name now? Can you do more than four? Or Is that what no? I got last time was four. You kind of got five, but I think you had some assistance from a young child as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Lake Josephine, Lake Joseph, uh, Lake Calhoun. Is that still the lake yep. or BD Scott? Uh, they, yep, yep. I know what you're talking about. Lake we'll Harriet, Minnetonka, uh, Bryant Lake. I feel like Rice Lake. I drove past one day. White Bear Lake. <laughs> yeah. Sunfish Lake. Nice. Uh, one more, and you got ten. Uh, Lack Mills. Is that how you say it? Malax. Other Mille way Lacks. around. Yeah. That yeah. Way. Hey, nice. Uh, the superior count as like a lake up it's here. A great lake. Yeah. Of course it counts. Yeah. yeah. See, that's like, that's all I got. Right that's now. 11. That's, that's bravo. Like, Honestly, that's probably more than I can name. So kudos. Well, that's because of the, the beauty league one. I went home and just opened up Google maps <laughs> and started writing them down. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse gave a big knock to your self-confidence there <laughs> on that topic. <laughs> I'm proud of you for doing your, your research. I mean, these guys got to get you, Get you out a little bit more than uh-huh. when you have the chance in the summer. Enjoy some of those lakes. The other very Minnesotan question we have to ask you, and Kirsten, this one's near and dear to her heart. She was wisely. <laughs> do you call oh. it bags or cornhole? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, yeah, cornhole. Oh. I call it cornhole. That was not <laughs> the right answer. I know, but I think it's weird as hell you guys call it bags. We think Why it's cornhole? weird as hell it's called cornhole. I yeah. don't know. That's what we grew up with. We called it cornhole. Do you and I I know the answer to this one because it's on ESPN. I'm pretty sure they call it cornhole. (laughs) I literally got into a fight with the American Cornhole Association over this on Twitter. I have the screenshots. It's bags. It's bags. ESPN is calling it cornhole and they're wrong. A tournament. I'm pretty sure it's called cornhole, not bags. (sighs) It's it's not. But I don't want to ruffle any feathers in Minnesota. So it's too late. The damage has been done, Jake. The damage has been done. It has. Well, Jake, before we let you go, because I know we've got a big day at the gala this evening, um, you know, just kind of an outlook and your excitement for the team and being on the roster. I know that was one of my favorite things you left us with last year was just saying how much fun you had playing with this team. And it's very apparent that you're still having fun. How could you not in a room with a bunch of characters like that? Just kind of how do you think the rest of the season's going to go? And uh, what are you most looking forward to? I just I like you said, I I have so much fun waking up every morning, even when there's six inches of snow on the ground, you get to come into the rink and hang out with 25 of your best friends. Um, That's something I'm always going to look forward to, especially within this organization. But from a hockey standpoint, I think we're just going to keep getting better. Guys are going to keep growing into their role. 
and it's going to be an exciting uh, 60 more games or whatever we got left. Perfect. Well, hopefully uh, see you get through the playoffs, get deep, give these Minnesotans something to cheer about uh, in a Stanley Cup run. We look forward to it. Look forward to having you out there on the ice each and every game as well. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on. We're back. Thanks to Jacob Middleton. What an awesome guy. So much fun. I did let him know that he would be able to get some um, choppers. Kirsten, you can get some choppers as well at the St. Paul Ice Fishing and Outdoors Expo happening at the River Center. I need to work in marketing. This is like the fifth time I've promoted this expo because I love it so much. But really, they should give me a deal. Um, Or again, Shields, if you are interested in sponsoring us, we'd, we'd love to have you on board. I was just going to say, Jesse, you're giving away a lot of unpaid sponsorships right here. I'm trying to encourage them. Come to our side. Taco Bell. Come to our side, everybody. It's it's a good side to be on. If you do, if you are interested, check out Talk North. They will hook you up with some good good deals. Uh, anyway, let's wrap up this week's episode um, and talk about other things that aren't paying us. And that is the Minnesota Wild. Who wore a best up for debate this week? I went with the number 14. Now there is a slew of players that have worn 14. I selected Darby Hendrickson, Jules Erickson, Eck, and Justin Fontaine as the four play or three players, excuse me, that have worn 14. Kirsten, who's your favorite? Who's the most iconic? Who do you think of when you see the number 14 wild Jersey? Okay, well, I feel when you word it like that, like that I did gives word me it a little heavy. Two to different answers. Iconic, I would say Darby. Obviously. I would say he's the most iconic to wear the number 14. But my favorite, this should be, I don't know what it is. Uh, we all know I'm going to say Jewel Erickson. I don't know, know like how I hopped on this train. I, I really don't know, but I just, I like him. I like him. I, yeah. we, I like Sam Steele. As top line center, I do. And I, all I've said to Jesse is, if we need to change things up again, you know who I would pick to give a shot. Jewel Eric's neck. But you have I, the grief line back, baby. I know. We do have the grief line back. There's just no arguing that. I did enjoy the stint where we got to see Marcus Foligno and Ryan Reeves on the same line. I did yeah. enjoy that. The, yeah. the free line was what it was for a couple games there. The, yes. No, it's... um. <clears throat> no, it was the reef line. Well, whatever. It wasn't Reeves on. I I don't go back. I said it to Dean Evson thinking I was funny. And he looked at me like I was the dumbest person in the world. I was like, yeah, uh, the reef line, if you will. That's what I'm going to call it. And he just stared at me like, shut up and please looking into your soul. That's not a look you want to get. But yeah, my favorite is Jewel Erickson, how he became my favorite. I don't know. It just kind of happened one day. Um, But I do like him and he's. Slowly but surely, I think we're seeing hints of last year's Jewel Erickson. I mean, obviously yeah. not the same season as last year, but as each game is progressing, he's just doing more and more on the ice. Mm-hmm. So Jewel Erickson. I brought that up to him. Yes. Again, post game, not to continuously do this, but I am because that's my job. She's um, just name dropping now. Just She's name dropping. Close Jewel personal Eric's friends with everyone. Hey, like Sidney Cros- Sid Crosby. Um, Sid Crosby. <laughs> I asked Connor McDavid a uh, question yesterday there it is. too, and I should have been like, <laughs> should have been like, hey, Con, what's up, man? How are you? I can't wait for the day you trip up the stairs in front of Connor McDavid like oh Sidney Crosby. I retold that story about tripping up the stairs in front of the pens and Crosby last night to uh, 
Joe Smith and, and Dane and they were like what did you do or like did they help you up and I was like no because I tried to flee so quickly like I was, I was gonna say you should have brought that up to your close personal friend Sid Crosby when you were talking been. to him that one night so at the post game uh see this is if this is not your favorite podcast here I don't know what you're doing you know poor taste that's on you man that's on you um I'm gonna say Darbs because why not it's just for sake of being different obviously Jewel Eric's neck is certainly making his imprint on the number 14 uh funny my kid has a Darby Hendrickson jersey that I believe somebody like makeshift because that Hendrickson does not fit on the tiny little body of this youth jersey at all right like it's like a regular size nameplate of Hendrickson on a tiny jersey um that I got at Goodwill and it's epic I absolutely love it Darby was like I can't believe my own kids don't even have a jersey with my name on it like incredible incredible that's gonna do it for this week's episode you guys speaking of incredible come see the incredible kirsten and jesse live at racks in burnsville this thursday 7 to 8 p.m presented by Greenbelt. Greenbelt specials we're gonna talk hockey maybe we'll have a guest maybe we won't i don't know nobody will confirm with me so we'll find out maybe it's <laughs> surprise you have to come and find out uh to see we'll have trivia giveaways all that good stuff naturally Kirsten and I talking some hockey. So that's at Racks in Burnsville, 7 to 8 on Thursday, December 8th. Shout out to Grain Belt. Shout out to Talk North for having us on their network. Shout out to SodaStick.com. Bar Down Beauties will get you 15% off all purchases. Perfect for the holiday season. Go stock up for your friends, family, and yours uh, and you. That's what I meant. I was going to say yours truly, but feel free to send me stuff too if you want. Um <laughs> And me. Well, I'm going to throw my name into that ring, too. Yeah, there you go. Kirsten and I do accept gifts. We do accept all of that stuff. So thank you very much for that. Uh, And also a shout out to Jim Beam. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Official whiskey sponsor of your Minnesota Wild. Also Royal Credit Union. Less fee, more free. As always, we appreciate every single one of you for listening to us, downloading us, subscribing to us, interacting with us. We couldn't keep doing this every week without you. We probably would still try. It would probably mean like a smidge less, but that's okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah, still means a lot. Uh, and I'm also guilt. This is any of my friends listening, which they all should be. I'm guilting you into coming to the live show next week. So I yeah. bet, or this week now when this, this releases. So. Um, you all are listening. I'm watching. I have so my, I yes, better I be there. Rax looks like a good time. If you're a male as well, in particular, I think it looks like a really fun time. So be that what it will be. Uh, we'll see you there. And, uh, thanks for checking us out. We'll be back next week with another new episode. Have a good one guys. Bye.